This is the MLW Radio Network. Front Row Material presents The False Finish. Welcome in, Mikey Whipwreck, and your host, Mike Freeland. You know what's interesting? They what was that stuff you mentioned on on uh, on Wednesday show? Um, chloroquine or whatever? They, is that am I saying that right? Chloroquine? Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, hydroxychloroquine. Okay, With so pack and zinc. Okay, so wasn't there a couple that? I'm confused here because I don't own fish or an aquarium. How is that involved in the process of maintaining a fish tank? I don't know. I don't think it's the same. I don't know if it's the same thing or it's a hydroxychlorine. I don't fucking know. I was going to say hydroxycut. But, but if, if you're – this is the same thing with these people that are sticking – that we had to tell people not to ingest bleach. Like, I get it. He, should, he shouldn't have said it that way. But, but Jesus Christ, do you really have to tell people? <laughs> you shouldn't have to. That that should not be something that should have to come out of your mouth. By the way, generals gathered in their masses, <laughs> sticking lights all up their asses. flush I don't like. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's. I know he's a president. He should be a little more clear when he says something. And stop talking off the cuff, I think, sometimes. But holy shit. Like, I don't agree with everything he says, obviously. Right. But holy fuck. Did you really think a man said stick bleach, start fucking mainlining bleach? Yeah, I know. Holy I know. fuck. Well, the people who believe that are the same people who believe eating or doing the Tide Pod Challenge, right? There's just people out there who are just dumb. They do look delicious, though. If you look at a fucking Tide Pod, you go, I'm not even continuing this. That, that looks like it could taste uh, good. No, it does not look like a Harborough at whatsoever. I don't care how many bottles of Barefoot wine you drink. That, you, I don't know. It's got the nice pretty blue colors, and they kind of match nice, nice palette. This is ridiculous. My God. Just saying. Tide Pods. No, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, at the end of the day, you get desperate. You'll do a lot of different things, man. Hey, I got my qualms, but you're not going to pay the bills. <laughs> you remember you remember when you guys autographed those uh what about packs, my member packs of toilet paper the, the well, packs I still, of toilet I still, paper I still have mine you still have yours damn it somebody offered $80 for both of them and then <laughs> that's just absurd it, no hey it, it's it is wrestling memorabilia from two ECW world champions i don't think that you're going to find anything like that anywhere anyway my uh did I tell you about the whole situation if you run out of toilet paper what you can use as an alternative? Did I tell you that? Yeah, the tub. The what? You take, the tub, the bathtub. You take the fucking shower hose and just shove it up your ass. Yeah. If you if you if you have a dirty asshole. Yeah. And you have no toilet paper. Okay. Okay. You can hop two feet over to the shower. Okay. And wash. Your asshole. Problem solved. What happens if you have like one of those drains that have the holes in them and you've got, uh, without getting crude here, you have... Um, remnants, the, remnants. The consistency dingle, would not... You got, some, you got some dingleberries, I guess? You, you, yeah, you got some things that the body wouldn't break down. What are you going to do with that then? <laughs> Use your foot. Just take your foot. Oh, God damn it. I can't even believe you're doing that. <laughs> just mash it into the drain. That is Get that sucker down. Terrible. There you go. You are not even telling me just to squish it through the sieve. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is a new low. Oh, my God. Well, I'm just I'm, Well, you know, kids, if you have to go, we don't have toilet paper. So just get in the shower and just shove it in your ass. That sounds like a plan. Hey, look, if you have nothing else, what are you going to what was your suggestion? Coffee filters. They never run out of coffee filters. They are that. They are that, now. Well, why? But the three people that listen to this episode <laughs> are going to go buy coffee filters now. <laughs> we need a coffee sponsor right now. I should get we on. We do. 
No, but but that were the Hey, um, is your asshole percolating? <laughs> you can use it you can use it to fucking brew coffee and then we done shake out the grays into the garbage and then wipe your ass. That's right. It might be a little moist, but it'll get the job done. And coffee smells it'll good. Moist. It it'll be moist. You can get some of that caffeine residue sucked up your butt. So you can get all kinds of double double uh Double Benef- benefits. Benefits, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I'm just saying that there's that, and um, you know when women put gifts together, you know they get the gift bags and they get that that real thin crinkly paper that they wrap the stuff in. I don't even know what they call yeah, that. Tissue, gift, tissue paper. Tissue paper. Thank you. You can you can use that as well. Now the dye does come off. I'm not saying hypothetically. I've said I've, I'm saying I've done this, but the dye, the color comes off. So you just got to be cognizant of that. Well, all right, then. Oh, my God. Two of our listeners just left. We have one person left. <laughs> it's probably Big Daddy Beardo. It's the only one left. <laughs> He's so loyal. He is so loyal. <laughs> oh, my God. So did you uh, – I know you're a big fan of the Dark Side of the Ring, right? Yes. Big fan I was on that episode. Well, I want Dark to mention – I was on. The Herb Abrams episode, that was a – I don't know if I can really even find the word to describe how I would explain that episode. It's so weird because – and if you haven't seen it before, you can go on YouTube if you don't have the Vice channel, and you can watch the episode. But this guy was out of control like from day one, and it seemed like he was a man who had – you know, unbelievable amounts of money, but yet. But he didn't have all. I, I. But he was just batshit nuts. He like, was a megalomaniac. He was what a, he was. What What is a megalomaniac? Herb Abrams. Yeah. No, I'm asking yeah. about the definition. What is a megalomaniac? Herb Abrams. Obsessed with power. Oh, obs- okay. Th- thank you. Thank you. Which okay, let me ask you this question with, with Herb Abrams. Now, take this into context here, okay? Would you put him as far as the um, unique nature of his personality? We'll take that. Would you put him in the same category as Paul Heyman? No. I mean, Paul's much brighter. There's no doubt about that. But I'm just saying just with the – because whenever when I saw – when I heard them say all oh, the checks were bouncing, money wasn't coming in, people were refusing to, to – work the shows and this and that i thought oh man where yeah, have we paul, heard this paul got everybody to work the shows i this is true you know who was also on that documentary who be brian blair that's that's right brian blair you <laughs> eat the herb abrams all his money you take us a cook in him i tell you now you're come out there you pull the on door and duck and that's the Dennis Spivey. He kicked your ass at press conference. I tell you, I didn't. I didn't. Ship. I was waiting to Andre there for a second. Oh, and Andre actually signed with the company. Did you know that? Herb Abrams said he signed, and Bruiser Brody was going to be appearing for his yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. That died a year before. Yeah, yeah, that was. A, I don't know how you make that. So mistake. that should have been right away. That should have been okay. The train has left the station. Yeah. This guy is out of his mind. Yeah, there's a guy in the cemetery, and you said that he's he's signed on with your – that's a problem. That's oh. when you know drugs have really infiltrated your brain. That might have been before it got bad, too. Let me ask you this. Do you know if uh, – is cocaine expensive? Well, I'm not asking you as an – I hate cocaine. Experience. Is it expensive if someone were to want to get that, you think, in general, you think? I believe so, yes. They actually had pictures of him, or not pictures, but it was the, uh, what do they call that, the recreation? Just piles of this stuff. It looked like like uh, weightlifting talc powder just everywhere. It's like recording in the studio at Black Sabbath in the 70s. Uh, how, do you, how do you acquire something like that? I mean, that looked like just someone took a, bo- a bag of flour and just dumped it. Well. That's a lot of money. You take your money, that's what you spend it on. Oh, God. The Coke and the hookers and the Vaseline. Herb Abrams right there. 
but I was on the episode. So tell me, I watched the episode. So where were you exactly? So if I want to go back and rewind, where where were you? I am, and a big shout out to Shane Wayne, one of the owners of NYWC. Herb Abrams is his idol. And this was like his WrestleMania, waiting for this episode to air. Really? Yes. Herb Abrams is buried like in, in Long Island. I think he said like 10 minutes from his house. Is he like, dead, oh, though? Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because see, Shane Wayne from NYWC is going to have a vigil at the Herb Abrams fucking <laughs> tombstone. Well, you know, what happened last time I went to a, tomb, a Jewish cemetery? The last time you did went? I, did I ever tell you this? No, you never told With me. With the rocks? Did I ever tell you this? No. Holy fuck. So I, w- I was doing, um, when when I kind of retired, I was helping my buddy do signs, like a sign maker, like for like businesses and things like that. Right. And he was doing signs for the cemetery. And we had to go to the cemetery. And we had to walk through and measure the, the front window of this thing to, uh, you know, to, to measure the lettering for the, for the, for the business, for the cemetery. So we're walking through and I'm like, this fucking, these rude motherfuckers. And I'm walking through and all these rocks on top of the tombstones, I'm knocking them all off. No. I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking the fucking rude assholes putting rocks on these fucking tombstones. So I'm going through and I'm taking all the rocks and knocking them off, trying to clean them up. My, my buddy Dave, who was Jewish, he says to me, what are you doing? I go, oh, some assholes came and put fucking rocks on these fucking tombstones. He goes, no, 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 no. I go, no, yes, 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 yes. Look at <laughs> And he said, no, when people come visit, uh, I don't know if it's just a Jewish thing or what. I've never heard of it. Right. A, a Jewish cemetery, you, you visit someone, you take a rock and you place a rock on their tombstone. So they know you've been there. And I went, what? <laughs> I go, what? So I started going through just picking up tons of rocks. And he's no. them all on top of them. I look, this guy's real popular. Look at all the rocks I gave him. <laughs> wow. So, but I honestly had no idea that putting a rock or a pebble on top of the tombstone was the thing. But, I thought someone was just being rude. But that's not your fault. I mean, in, in I've never been to a cemetery where I've seen that being done before. So you haven't been to enough Jewish cemeteries. I have not. Are they separate than a traditional? I, I've never heard of it. I'm not a very old, you know, very religious type person. Right. But in the Jewish cemetery, it's a thing. So was your was your buddy Jewish or did he just Yes, yes, he knew oh. right away. Oh no, 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 oh my no, don't God. do that. Stop, stop. And I'm, I got these rocks up. I put my hand up, like I'm gonna swipe them off. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I, I felt bad that I'm like, oh man, all all these dead people, you know, I had all these people for them. This guy here looks like he's a loser, nobody came to visit. <laughs> Or the people are going to come back to the to the cemetery and think it's a sign. Oh God! <laughs> it was oh, uh, yeah. God. Whoops! Wow. Well, accidents happen. You know what I mean. I wouldn't beat yourself up on it. Apparently, you, was your buddy cool about it? I mean, did he understand? Like, hey, or was he was he oh, one of yeah, those yeah, super he, religious people? At first, he was wondering, like, "What are you doing?" He thought I, I was like, <laughs> "I just had no idea." I'm no, I'm just an idiot. Sorry. My bad. Wow. I did. I did a two. I took like I went to, like through the driveway. Where they had like a like a rock driveway, and I just took a whole bunch of rock and started dumping them on top of this one tombstone. Oh my god! As if the people, as if the people yeah. who come back aren't going to realize that this is some horse shit. <laughs> they put some real nice fancy rocks on there. That that guy had never had anybody. Now he's got. Now he's completely full. <laughs> he's, he's a bragging rights. He's got bragging rights now, motherfucker. Oh God, that's true. After having his gefilte fish, he's already good to go. Oh shit! Aha! <laughs> and this guy, his idol is Herb Abrams. This guy in particular? No, not no. This is a different guy. Oh, the, this the, is a different guy. Okay. The Jewish sign guy. His name was Dave. Okay. But Shane Wayne. He. Uh, Shane Wayne. That sounds like a wrestling name. Well, you know it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, he might be having a vigil right now. Wow. A tombstone, of, a tombstone of Herb Abrams. So when it comes to the UWF and, you know, obviously 
if you get a chance, you should definitely check out the episode. I think it was really good. I actually had a bunch of UWF VHS tapes, and I think I said this on Wednesday show that it seemed like the shows that they did were all in like ballrooms and convention centers because it was all carpeted. And then you would see the ring and like chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. So it wasn't a yeah, traditional from a, ho- from a from a ho- it's used from a hotel, right? Exactly. So it wasn't a arena per se. But um, man, Herb, Ab- do you have any uh, UWF footage or who owns? No, that? I do not. Uh, I think. Ah, uh, what's his name? I thought Gene Okerlund's kid owned it. I thought. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought. I didn't know Gene Okerlund had children. He did. I think his kid played for the Islanders. Oh, geez. Am I thinking that right? I could be fucking way off. I just sent you a text message, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm I'm in Jerry Lynn mode right now, so I have like eight pillows propping me up, and my phone's like 30 feet away, so hold on a second. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. Getting the diabetes. Oh. Let's see here. Oh. But the Herb Abrams episode, um, why does your buddy like Herb Abrams? Is there a specific reason? Was he just a fan of the UWF or? You know, honestly, I have no idea. He just does. Nice. So do you have any memories of watching UWF? Because it seemed like they had a lot of stars that were stars in the WWE back in the mid to late 80s. It seems like they just kind of were given guys second opportunities when Vince was pretty much done with them. Yeah, well, he got Dr. Death. He got Dan, Danny Spivey. The Ace B- Cowboy Bob Orton. B. Brian Blair he got. He got... Um, Brian Blair. <laughs> he got... Uh, Captain Lou. Cactus Jack. Yeah, he got Cactus. Bam Bam, Bam Bigelow was there. He got a, he had a lot of people. He did. He had a lot of talent. Chief J. Strongbow. He said Blackjack Mulligan Black was, Jack Mo- was the booker. Blackjack Mulligan while he was in jail. Great. Well, I, I was going to say, you, you you hired your booker, but your booker's right now incarcerated. So how, how does that do you any good? Uh, you, you know, over the phone booking. I'll ch- over the phone. Just think, just think. He could be talking to him through the through the, you know, the plexiglass. Right. And he could he could draw the ring on the plexiglass or the dry erase marker. No. And he could say the crowd will be over here and the entrance way will be over here and this guy will come out this way and then he'll come from the other side. Oh yeah, you can you could map it all out right there in the plexiglass. They think about that. Yeah, no, I am thinking about that. Um. They weren't around very long, so when did they actually end up folding? Because he passed away in 96, so they were only around from what? Like October, November of 90 until 91, maybe early 92? It was not long. It wasn't long at all, no. But the documentary's good. The Dark Side of the Ring, um, they do a really, really good job with telling the story. But the, the amount of cocaine and hookers in this episode is almost unbelievable. I mean, this guy was a caricature more than he was a human being. With the amount of drugs, hookers, bounce checks. But then at the end of the episode, everybody was crying. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset that the poor guy passed away, but it seems like he really didn't treat people very well. Am I? Do I seem far off by that, or... Do you think a lot I of think people? Maybe it was it was you know who you were, I guess. Like I, I never dealt with him. You know, I mean, he was, I mean, he was defunct till like what mid nineties, I think. Right. Just after I started, so I don't. You know, I'm sure he was a friend to people. You know, and I guess you know. Look, I have look, I have crazy friends. Jerry has crazy friends. You know what I mean? So not to say that, you know, if if somebody... Look, how many friends have we had that have died? Oh, tons. In, in, in a not-so-glorious manner. Yes. Plenty. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So what do you think? You know, if are you going to go out? How are you going to go out? Like Chris Farley and Herb Abrams? Or do you want to go out sad and by yourself and depressed and everything else? I guess if you're going to go out, if there, if, if it's a choice of two, <laughs> I would rather go bang and, a, you know, in a real blaze of glory than just depressed by myself. Well, Herb definitely uh, lived life to the fullest, and he did he did things on his terms, and that's what a lot of people were saying in the in the video was that he answered to himself, he did what he wanted, and he had a lot of um, he had a lot of animosity towards Vince, but once again, who didn't have animosity towards Vince back in the late eighties, early nineties? He went to Vince with this crazy idea; he was going to promote the West Coast for Vince. Yeah, okay. In 1990, 1989, Vince did not need your help. So what are you going to do? Is that, would you say, one of your favorite episodes of The Dark Side? Herb Abrams. Honestly, I heard Herb Abrams hated cocaine. Hated it. But he loved the way it smelled. (laughs) But he loved the way it smelled. So are are you keeping up with wrestling? Are you watching some wrestling? Are you disinterested what's your what's your kind of current take on that wrestling now yes uh i don't like wrestling without a crowd because like i can watch a wrestling match and appreciate a good wrestling match and there's plenty of them now obviously but i like the crowd getting involved like i like to hear the feedback from the crowd and just when they're digging something when they pop for a big move and Something happens you're not expecting. They pop of excitement. I'm just not a big fan of the empty arena shows. Yeah. I mean, they're doing what they have to do at this point. I get it. I, the, the other thing I was going to mention, what is the smallest crowd you've ever worked in front of? Um, you hear God. stories about people say they, they wrestled in front of 30 people. Some people say even less than that. There's been a couple of those. How where, do they you, say, where they say it's a costume party, all their fans are dressed like chairs. Jeez. Oh, how do you how do you get yourself involved when it's that silent? For me, it's hard. It's because I need the feedback of the people. So when you have a crowd of six, much like this podcast, see, but see, here's the thing: <laughs> in, the, in the podcast, it's, like, it's you and I having a discussion. Yes, and other people are listening to it after, after the fact. After it's over, yes. Right, so like if we had a live podcast, uh-huh. and there were two drunks at the bar, right, and uh, and uh, who's one of our fans? Uh, that effing guy, <laughs> like Patrick Brooks. <laughs> yeah, like see, it would be good to have him there. Okay, but if but if you really want me to go nuts and go crazy, right, I need a bunch of people going getting into it. Okay, not Patrick Bush, Book Brooks sitting five feet in front of us. Right. All, you know, at the stage, and then the two drunks, the local drunks in the corner. Well, fuck these guys. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going to get it done for you. Right. I'll right. do it if I have to. I'll do it to give the people their money's worth because they did buy a ticket, so they do deserve it. And I'll do the best I can. So outwardly, I might be thrilled and ecstatic, but inside, I'm like, oh, God. I wish there were more people here. Are pays usually based upon how many people show up or in most cases in indies, like after you left ECW and WCW and you took other bookings, or would you just have a flat fee and like that was it? Yeah, just a fee. Okay. That's how I still do it. You know? And it's like, oh, I don't want to pay that much. I said, then I'll stay home. I don't give a fuck. Right. This is my this is my price. You want me to leave my house? Do I have to get on a plane? Do I have to drive along? Am I going to have to stay overnight somewhere? This is my price. You have a choice. You could pay it. Or not pay. And they'll say, just to throw a name out there, oh, I can get, you know, I can get Jerry Lynn for this much. Okay, then call Jerry. You know, I don't give a fuck. Okay, well, that brings up a good question here. So when it comes to, you know, promoters calling up to book people, right, will they throw that out there like, oh, and drop names? I can get such and such for this. Just somehow try to make you feel like, well, I better jump in now and take it because he'll call someone else or? That depends. See, I'm in a position, I don't need wrestling at all. It's nice, and if I want to do something, like right now, I would take a booking for free, probably, just to get out of my fucking house. Did I just say that publicly? Oh, fuck. You did. Just, just killed my gimmick. But no. <laughs> no, I don't. 
if I if I something I need money, like if I if I need to go if I want to go to California, right? And someone offers me a booking in California, I want to go to California. I might take less because I want to go there and it'll be cheaper for me. I'll have to pay for my flight. Right. You know what I mean? So it's two for one. But I don't. I'm not in competition with anybody. Like, oh, I got, if I don't, if I don't take this, someone else will. I don't. I don't care. Like, it's really not that important to me. If I want the booking, and they want to pay me, I'll take it. There, I can tell you, 98 percent of the booking requests I get, I say no. Really? Right off the bat, like I don't even think about it. No, no, thank you. And I'm wow. not saying it to be mean or being rude. I just, I'm just not not interested. And then there'll be a, a spurt where I'm like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. And the next thing I know. This happened to me last year, where I have like eight bookings a month, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" And then I'm an, then I'm annoyed. I'm stuck at the airport. My flight gets canceled. I go, "What the fuck am I doing this for? Like, this is ridiculous." Do you know a lot of people who have left wrestling and who have gone and done other things, and who also are the same mindset of, "Eh, if I do what I do it, but you know, what? I'm in a different chapter of my life." Have you had conversation with guys that have have echoed those sentiments? Not really. I don't know too many that have, and I'm, well, Rick Martel did that. He doesn't do anything, you know, but I don't. Well, he models on the side, but. Well, on the side, that's his full-time gig. <laughs> he's a fucking damn handsome man. He is. He's good looking. No, I don't think I've really had conversations with anybody that have has kind of hit a certain level and then just stopped doing everything altogether. But I know there are people that have done it. I just have like, I, I know Nova's done it. For the most part, he doesn't really do anything, and he could if he wanted to, you know. But it doesn't bother him. Just chooses not to do it. That's kind of where I'm at. Wasn't Spike Dudley a school teacher before he uh, ended up starting to wrestle, or maybe he was still teaching while he was wrestling? Spike is a damn smart motherfucker, super smart. But he's another one. He doesn't really do anything either. Every now and then you'll hear his name pop up, but he doesn't really do much either. I don't think. He probably doesn't need to. Well, there you go. Hmm. I saw, I saw the writing on the wall. My body going down, ECW closing. I didn't really want to. I saw it coming. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to be, not to throw his name out there, but to be like balls and be begging people to buy shirts, begging people to to book me. You know, he, he would, you know, work for like nothing just to get some money. And I just refused to be like that. Like when ECW first closed, we, we were doing um, autograph sessions at the show. And he was begging people to buy pictures. You know, oh, come on, ECW Mortgage Fund. You know, I'm going, oh, it was like, it was just embarrassing. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. I just don't, you know, not that I want to, not that I want to work a full-time regular job either, but more stable, less hustle involved. It's safer on the body. Well, and there's, there's, there's pride involved. Yeah, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do, I don't want to have to, I don't like calling people as it is. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just something I wasn't interested in doing. Like, I didn't want to be like that. You know, like if I was a top guy like Terry Funk and people were calling me all the time and I didn't have to really work at it. OK, cool. I, you know, that, that's that's a different story. But if I have to go out there and work for it and, and scrounge for bookings, you know, it's just not something I was interested in doing. Well, I was thinking about that because I thought about what, you know, what you're doing. And, you know, obviously, you know, Jerry's worked a traditional job after wrestling as well. But you don't I don't hear I don't hear about that a whole lot from people or they just kind of fall off the radar and you just don't hear from them in general. Maybe they are doing, I guess, use the phrase normal things, but you just don't hear about them. Maybe. Look at the guy from Star, from Star Trek. That is, the I don't know. Guy. The, the blind guy? You know, the blind guy from Star Trek? I've One of the fucking generations. I, I, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Picard? Not the William, not the William Shatner. Years, just yeah, the Picard. Right? Oh, they had, okay. they had the blind guy with the glasses. The blind guy with the glasses. You're not talking about Lavar Burton, are you? He had the yeah, Reading Rainbow. Head. Yeah, he had the kind of he... ironic. Kind of ironic, don't you think? <laughs> he started. He was the star of Reading Rainbow. They put him as a blind guy in Star Trek. Speaking I of that was a little weird. Speaking of people who are blind, but it's it's it may be just a shtick. Have you heard about Stevie Wonder over the years? That that's a work. That's not a gimmick. There's no way. Yeah, no, people have said it. People it? have said it. Shut up. They were doing um, – I forget who gave the interview recently. They were doing – remember they did We Are the World? Well, anyway, they, they filmed it as well. So you got like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and Michael Jackson and everybody. Well, anyway, 
um, certain people would walk up to the main microphones and they would do their part and then they would walk back off and get on the risers or whatever. And someone was right. walking, walking past Stevie Wonder and he high fived him like Stevie initiated the high five at the perfect time. Now, I don't know if you get some type of <laughs> extra sense once you lose your eyesight or something, but other people have said before that he has said hi to them. Shaquille O'Neal said that he was in an elevator and the guy in uh, Stevie was like, hey, what's going on, Shaq? The elevator door opens. Stevie Wonder walks out. Shut up. I'm telling you, you should look into it. You should look into it. There are tons of people who say that it's a work. I have to stop looking up weird things on the Internet because the FBI is going to come looking at me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Stevie Wonder, blind, horseshit. I think he can see my opinion. Interesting. The other thing that I thought was interesting was as far as taking works really far, kind of blending this back into wrestling. Back in the 80s and even into the early 90s, and they even did this in ECW with Sandman being blind. And you you told the story about how Paul kept him home. He didn't leave his house. They they really, you know, built it up to the fact that fans actually believe that he was injured. And they did the same thing with Jake Roberts, with Rick Martel. That was awesome with the with the with the white eyeball. That, that was, was really cool. That was cool. The match at WrestleMania between those two. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. It was very good psych- psychologically. It was, but they could see through the mask, and the camera got a little too close sometimes. And you well, could, you could see right you through look, it. You got to look. You got to look past that. Okay. I got to suspend disbelief, right? Indeed, you do. Yeah, Correct. I do. I need to stop analyzing it that much. But Jake's father, Grizzly Adams. Had you ever got a chance to meet Grizzly Adams? Yeah, the, the Big Ben the show. God damn it, Grizzly Smith. Shit. Yeah. Oh, Grizzly Smith. Yeah. Y- yes. Well, he did an angle where he actually, I guess, broke his neck or made it appear that he broke his neck. Oh, my. And then uh, he didn't smarten up his wife or his kids. That's fucked up. That's old school shit right there. <laughs> and I'm telling you, in my opinion, that doesn't seem to be too kosher. Like Angel, Angel would have killed me. Yeah, that's... I, she would have gave me worse than a fake broken neck. That's not good. That's not good at all. But do you think that that'll ever come back again, or do you think with no. Kefe being dead, that's no. that's it? That's it. So you think it really you'd be, died? You'd be, happy, you'd, be, you'd be happy if people sell things the next day. <laughs> this is true. They get on Instagram, social media, it's over. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I was just fucking playing dodgeball with my kids. <laughs> well, you broke your neck last night. Yeah, it's all good. I heal quick. It's, it's just all on TV. Well... Interesting, interesting, interesting. That backdrop's still going to give me nightmares at night. Because, b- because it's funny because if you if you sit in that same spot, it's not a problem. Yeah, when you do that, that's a problem. Because because the fact <laughs> the fact that he's staring directly at me, that's that's not good. Hello, Mike Freeland. Oh God. Do you have any chapstick? <laughs> I'm looking over Mikey's shoulder. I'm here. Do you know the actor? So for everybody, to clue everybody in what we're talking about, Mikey's backdrop is the uh, the creepy guy, Buffalo Bill, from Silence of the Lambs when he was dressing up as a was a transvestite. Ah, uh, he took that above and beyond. He, he was yeah. making like he was making like I don't. He was making like a suit out of people's skin. He was. He was. He, he was. He took transvestite to a new level. He did. That was uh that was a bit much. It was. Was she a big old fat person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a fr- a rather large girl. <laughs> oh my god. Anything else that you would like to share or talk about uh before we uh before we say our fairly wells? Not really. No. Just hope hope everybody's staying safe the best they can. Social distancing the best they can. You're putting the fucking mask on now. Yeah, but but see, here's the thing. I look kind of cool when I wear the mask. You you keep telling yourself that. I think I do. And it's black. You look like you look like the heel from Batman. Bane. There you go. See, Batman. 
No, that's the guy from the fucking uh, movie trailers. Oh. <laughs> In a world 7,000 B.C. Yep, yeah. That hurts after a while, but yeah. I'm sure it does. It does not feel good. You got to, you got to, you got to, some of these death metal guys, they, they drink a milkshake before they go out there, lube the, the vocal cords. They get them all nice and phlegmy. Phlegmy. You, you need that. It's all about the game. You know, you play it. Oh, I like that. That's, that's, that's Lemmy, not Flemmy. This is true. Man, he's been gone for how long now? A couple of years now. Man, that's insane. How, what what caused his passing? Brain cancer, I think. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about getting dealt a bad hand. He died within like a week when they told him. Oh man. Well, if, if I mean, if there's any silver lining, at least he didn't have to. You know what I mean? Go through months and months and months of training and feeling like or training uh, tra- <laughs> treatments. And feeling yes. like shit, and then, you know, seeing yourself decline and the mental strain it has on not only you, but your family, too, so. There's no good way to go. No, there's not. Unless you're Herb Abrams, and he went I, out exactly the way, woo You went out all nature. He was, as they say, and it was so, it, it's so funny because it was Brian Blair, and it was this guy who was Herb Abrams' friend who worked for NBC, but... They said he, I know when Brian Blair came on, you started laughing. Yes. Yes, I did. I know. I, I What does the B stand for in B Brian Blair? You know? I don't, I don't know. I've always wondered that. Because I mean we call him Brian Blair, but it's B Brian Blair. So what is Bobby Brian? I, I don't I see where that makes sense. I don't know. Interesting. That's fucked up. Now I have to find out what that means. We do. We have to find out what the B means. So, if Patrick Brooks, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're the only one. You and Beardo. Tell me, what did the B and B Brian Blair stand for? Someone tell me. Yeah. I don't the, want to look. I'm too lazy to look it up. The B and B Brian Blair. What does that mean? Brian Blair. <laughs> we're Hey, we're going to be getting some more guests on because I've gotten some good feedback from that. Run uh, front row material. People like the guests, so you and really? I, you and I, they do. We have a guest coming. I know. You and I have been talking about this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Next is next week. I believe Wednesday? it'll. I believe it'll be, it'll be next week. Yeah. We'll have a guest. It's going to be fun. It has a personal association with you as well, so it makes it even cooler. You know it. Yeah. Good deal all around, my friend. Indeed. All right. Well, no wine tonight. Did you end up uh, replenishing? I don't have any wine left. Did you replenish your wife's wine? Did you at least go ahead and get her some before? I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Well, can you order it, or have we determined that she, you can't order? She can. She can buy her own damn wine. She knows what she likes. She can go buy it. Wow, you're saying that you're saying that confidently because she's probably not within hearing sound of you. <laughs> of course not. I was just about to say, <laughs> no way. That may have to be my first. Venture out to a store. To go get yourself some alcohol? To get her some, some more wine. Get her some more alcohol, yeah. I, I, I drank her Moscato. Well, do you just drink the Barefoot, or do you have you experimented with other stuff? There's some other wine. Antler Ridge, they have the good one. Okay, Antler Ridge is good. But, yeah, I just, that bottle was in the fridge, and I saw Jerry drink it out of the pint glass, and... <laughs> I went out there. I went to get a glass out. I'm going. This no, no, fuck it. There's and no I'm need just, to dirty a dish, right? That was a big bottle too. That was huge. It was about probably half full. That's insane. How no, did you sleep that night? Did you, you probably slept well, right? No, fucking pissed thirty seven fucking times. But it did not even remotely make you tired, sleepy, anything. No, no. Wow. I get very hyper when I'm drunk or when I'm buzzed. <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> I do I mean, nothing. I, I just nothing. Are there many times in the household where children are asleep, wife is asleep? All the you, fucking time. You All the are fucking time. the Lone Ranger. There was one day last, was it last week? Maybe the week before. I was up till six in the morning. I just could not, I could not go to sleep. Normally I'll watch something on TV. 
and I'll fall asleep. Because my brain goes 100,000 miles an hour. It's constantly, constantly. Like, I can't shut my brain off. So I usually pop these melatonin, those ollies. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I, I pop four of those. It says take two, but I take, fuck it, I, I take more of them. So then normally it'll put me to sleep. And then I'll wake up about six or 1,700 times. <laughs> but it'll put me to sleep at least. Okay. And I'll put something on the TV, I'll listen to it. And I couldn't sleep. I, I, I said, fuck it. So I turned the TV off. And I tried doing that. Well, that didn't fucking work because I'm thinking about that. I was laying there in bed, right? I'm trying to go to sleep. I can't sleep. I go, just don't think of anything. Just think of what can I think of? So I started thinking of like wrestling spots. And then, and then for some fucking reason, Iron Mike Sharp popped in my head. <laughs> so then I'm thinking to myself, how long should Iron Mike Sharp have this fucking brace on his fucking, on his, uh, his wrist? So I went and started to look, trying to find it, say, well, let me put some wrestling on. So okay. I put primetime wrestling on. Okay. So I figured, okay, listen to Gorilla and Bobby. That'll put me to sleep. Right. Well, the first fucking match, the second match on fucking primetime wrestling was from Madison Square Garden. C.V. Avi versus fucking Iron Mike Sharp. They're talking about him, and then Gorilla's saying, he's had that brace for like 12 years. This is like 1985. So now I'm going to try to find out how long he had this fucking brace. <laughs> so it went back to it. And then I think about C.V. Avi, so then I go look at C.V. Avi and see when he started. And then that started me starting about Jimmy Snuka. Then I started looking about Jimmy Snuka, which then turned into Roddy Piper, which then turned into Hulk Hogan, which then turned into Randy Savage. So it's like a big fucking going fucking batshit fucking crazy. So I finally go, I can't take it. Angel's like, what are you doing? I can't sleep. I'm going crazy. At this point, it's like four o'clock in the morning. I can't. So I'm going to take a shower. So then I go to take a shower. Let me take a shower. See if that'll relax me. Because at the end of the day, when you can't sleep, you might be dirty. Continue. Well, so I take the shower. I come out. I go. Oh, so I walk into the there's a living room because I need a, a, a drink. I'm like, oh, I go get a glass of milk and I go, you know what would go with this glass of milk? Some fucking Golden Grams would go with this fucking glass of milk. So I had a fucking bowl of Golden Grams. And then I sat on the couch and I started watching uh, a commercial for the fucking My Pillow guy. But holy <laughs> fuck! And and then he's talking about how he used to be a fucking crack addict. And everything whoa, else. Whoa, 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 back up, back Shut up, back up. Fuck. This guy used to be a fucking. So I looked up, and yeah, the fucking my pillow guy used to be a fucking crack addict. Why would you admit that? He thought he was going to die in a ditch in Mexico because now he's, he's saying now he turned his life to the Lord, and he turned his life around to look at him now. Now he's in charge of my pillow, right, and he's yeah. got my sheets and my dog bed and everything else. Well, I'm happy for him that his life got he turned a book. around. He has a book. I was so delirious, I almost bought. The My Pillow Guy's biography. Oh my God! But I didn't. I, ref- I refrained. You are a mess. And then at six o'clock, I, I that's. I looked at the clock. It was like five fifty-six or something like that. And I felt myself. Oh, I'm gonna finally go to sleep. And then I almost mind fucked myself. I go, Yes, I'm gonna go to sleep. I almost got too excited. I woke <laughs> myself up again. But I fell asleep. <laughs> and I woke up at seven o two. Two, I got you, babe. Oh, oh that's, no. That, that's my alarm now. Groundhog Day all over. Because everything is Groundhog Day every day, all day. Yes. So that's my alarm. So 702, it went off. I got you, babe. Wow. I feel bad. That is, that's a, that's a tough road to hoe here. I mean. This is how it goes. Now, do you do you feel like maybe after after we get done here, you'll be able to unwind, or do you think you're still going to be pretty? No, I'll be pretty. I'll be John DeWind. I'll be fucking ready to you'll go. Be John DeWind, Mike Sharp of all people to pop in your head. I, I, I like Jesus Christ, everybody, him. I told my buddy, he's like, why the fuck did Iron Mike Sharp? But I go, I don't, I don't fucking know. Was he? A, okay, let me ask you this. He was a a, a main guy, right? He wasn't a jobber. Because he was used a lot. Yeah, but he was a job guy. But he worked all the house shows in the Northeast and things like that. So he, he did okay. He, he had steady work for a long time. He did. He was kind of like the Brooklyn Brawler. Yes. Had a very, very long, successful run. He's Canadian as well, I believe. Is that correct? Canadian, Canada's greatest athlete. Yes. Mike Sharp. 
Iron Man. Didn't he have a growl or what did he do? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. And funny story. When I was getting my uh, Legends of Pro Wrestling action figure done. Okay. By Toys Inc. Okay. Uh, I was waiting. I thought they just changed their mind because it, it just, I stopped hearing anything for a while. And then they sent me a prototype of my shirt and everything else. I go, God damn, you fucking nailed it. Yes. Like, wow. And then they sent me the prototype of my head. <laughs> and the guy's like, so what do you think? And I said, I think something's not right here. I said, I think you sent me the head that belongs to Iron Mike Sharp's doll. <laughs> And I said, I know you guys do like a lot of retro figures, Batman. I go, did you send me Robert Wagner's head? And I don't mean I don't mean Robert Wagner in the seventies. I mean Robert Wagner now. now. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Man, Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike Sharp, Canada's greatest athlete. God, you know, speaking of Canada. Um, two people with 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 ADD, you and I. The Dino Bravo episode of the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I didn't know he was as big of a deal as he was with the promotion. Oh, he Montreal. Re- oh, yes. yeah, he was a big him with the Ruchos. Oh, that was uh, that they were was a big, big up deal. In, definitely big up in Canada. And he had mentioned that it was really hard for him. Well, I guess people had spoken on his behalf because he's no longer with us. But that it was really hard for him to walk away from his own promotion. To become an employee for Vince. That's got to right. be tough when you run your own ship and you're the boss, and then all of a sudden you have to take a new role and be the employee. That's got to be a difficult thing. It does, especially when in your promotion you're the top guy. Exactly. And, you know, you go to WWF, WWE, and you're a mid-card guy. He made, they made him dye his hair blonde. You know, yeah. I can see how that could be a a stroke to the ego, kind of hard to swallow, especially if if you're that respected, you know, in your in your in your hometown and things like that. And now you're this is what you're doing. But he was a wealthy man. He did get paid, compensated very well. He so. did, and again, in context, this was the '80s, right? Or early '90s. Now nobody would give a fuck. Nobody say anything about it, you. know What I mean, right? Oh, you know, yeah, okay. That's what you're doing. Yeah, back back then there was still some legitimacy to it, and people still took still took it seriously. I was watching. What was I watching? Uh, I too watch wrestling at night when I'm trying to unwind. They were making fun of Stu and Helen. Oh, all the time. In ninety or ninety one, Bobby oh, Heenan yeah. was literally ripping them. So I was like, oh, All the time. my God. Brutal. And I know probably Brett and Owen knew about it and they were cool about it, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. that was a thing even before it was a Lawler thing. You, Bobby Heenan. He's the originator of just about everything. And Jesse Ventura and these guys would would get nowhere near away with anything. No way. That they said back in the day. And I, it's hard for me because I still find that shit funny. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the uh, what is the phrase Gorilla would use a lot? He would use the phrase Pearl Harbor, and it's like, oh my Pearl God. Harbor job. Yeah, he would Pearl Harbor him, and I'm like, oh, that's that's not gonna. And what was the other thing? Uh, Tito Santana, uh, Chico, Chico Santana, Chico Santana, and oh. you know, Bobby said, you know, Tito Santana's sister, Ariba McIntyre, <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> Wow. Like, yeah. what did, uh, like, he used to make fun of the big boss man's mother. Yes. I do remember that. That's how he justified firing Rick Rude. Because he made fun of the big boss man's mother. When, when Rude left. But yeah, they had so, so much stuff that you could definitely just not get away with now. I'm surprised they don't edit a lot of that out of the network. But, I mean, at that point, you'd, you'd have to chop everything out. I was watching a clip online. They did a thing where Giant Gonzalez was choking the shit out of Randy Savage. Yes. <laughs> Pat Patterson comes out. And uh, 
I don't know if it was Lord Alfred Hayes and said, oh, there's, you know, Pat Patterson. He goes, well, look at Boy, did he get fat. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but he used to say what? The, the, the Terry Garvin School of Self-Defense. You know, so it's like, wow, you like. Some things don't age stuff. well. No, no, it does not age well. Mm-mm. But see, I'm not sensitive. Right. So to me, it's it. I don't give a fuck. Like fuck. Um. Well, so if you remember, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they were do, the WWE was doing something about 25 years of Triple H. Like they were celebrating a quarter of a century. Okay. So they were doing a whole bunch of stuff on the network, and they did some stuff on Monday Night Raw one night, yada, yada, yada. And Vince comes out, and Vince refers to the Katie Vick angle. Now, in my opinion, that would be an angle that I would never breathe to another soul again. That was pretty well, That was pretty egregious. Would you not agree? Would you say that was on top, on maybe in the top ten of worst as far as not just from a creative perspective, but but worse from just that is so distasteful. Yeah, it's uh, was not good. No, that was. And I'm surprised it didn't get more backlash. And maybe it did, and I just didn't pay attention as much to the media at the time. Do, are you aware of it getting a lot, or do you just know that amongst the the guys in the industry, it was just like, eh, that just does that, that doesn't sit well. Yeah, but that sucks. That sucked. The May Young hand thing sucked. The Kayantai chopping off uh, the PP sucked. sucked. Yeah. But you remember these really shitty things. You do. You remember them more than you remember the good shit. That's me. That's why people talk about me all the time. Oh, my God. People were – what were they saying? Oh, they were making a comparison to you on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So it was Matt Morgan, it was Glenn Rubenstein, and, uh, oh, God, the other guy. Um, the Matt Morgan? Yeah, the mayor, yeah. Matt Morgan. Right. And they, they were making a comparison. If And follow me on this, okay? If Marco Stunt is the new Mikey Whipwreck, meaning is he in that same category as a Spike Dudley, a guy who people love, but yet that's kind of his thing. He kind of makes other people look like rock stars at his expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's he a does. hard gig. That's a hard gig to do. It's a hard gig to do and get over. Right. And then later become world champion. I mean, like, I don't know if anybody else who played that role and then became the main guy in the company. That, that's Paul. He really told the story. Wow. I just worked my ass to get myself over to that point. And, you know, a feel-good moment. Hey, it'll go down in history. For most people, except the big fat guy in the front row who (laughs) hated my guts. (laughs) He couldn't just sit back and enjoy the show. No, no. He he hated me with a passion. Like, I think he really legitimately hated me. But you never said any word. You never said anything to the guy, right? No, I, one time I said to the guy, I was leaving, and I said, hey, I said, hey, take care. I think his name was Paul. I said, hey, man, take care. He, he wouldn't talk to me. I said, you can't even talk to me. He goes, I have to stay in gimmick. I went, okay. Stop it. Stop it. You're, 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 no. you're, you're pulling no. my dick here. No, he wouldn't even talk to me. He's a fan, though. Yes, but he had to stay in gimmick or in, in character because he didn't like me on TV. Yeah, because everyone's going to realize that that guy doesn't like you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pretty funny. He was he was hashtag club ECW, I bet. He, he had was. His, he, he had, had those seats. He had his seats. Great Which, fan. When you think about it, though, it wasn't a bad idea. If you were going to work one venue to have season tickets like a football or something like that. I think they that, came in a four-pack. Oh, my God. Even better deal. And then you could renew. Wow. That was actually really good business right there. Pretty smart. So I agree with that. Well, with that being said, my friend, I've enjoyed it. It looks it. <laughs> I'm I, I'm sorry. I've been sitting on my ass here for since six. Buffalo months. Bills, but I knew up. He's like, you'd make a good sweater. Oh Jesus! Are you kidding me? I'd make a fucking parka. 
You, you, you. I try to be nice. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well, that's you, it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I don't necessarily have a, a built-in close yet because we don't have any merchandise yet for this uh, this new show. We should tell. What's the name of this new show? It's you and me. What are we calling it? What are we calling it? Uh. The false finish, because you fucked your thought on Wednesday. Oh, we got through it. Now, nope. Here we are. It's Friday. We're back. Yes, we are. The false finish. We're going to have to get a shirt made up for that as well. I have to give a shout out. Yes, please, by all means. Leroy Patterson. Leroy Patterson. Yes. At Human Tech Board. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. He is the, the Human Tech Board. Human Tech and Board. Yes, he does some pretty sick things. He's been on some TV shows, and he does, like, thumbtacks, and he, like, he falls in them and does all kinds of weird, crazy shit. So, quite frankly, I find it to be highly entertaining. Well, he nice. On, yeah, he was on America's Got Talent. And he fell into tacks on that? Oh, he's taking, he's taking back bumps and, and front bumps on thumbtacks and everything else. He's a... Uh, He's a sick man. <laughs> How are you going to, uh, I don't know. How do you market that? Like, do you get booked for like birthday parties and anniversaries and bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs yeah, or whatever they I'd call it? Yeah, I'd bring them in. I'd bring them in. You'd book them? Yeah, for graduation. <laughs> Is it before or after the cake? <laughs> we'll have to get, we'll have to get them on. I'm down for that. Let's bring them on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll push, I'll push his, uh, you got like a highlight video on YouTube. I will, I will post it. But yeah, the human tack board, Leroy Patterson. He hooked us up with the graphic for our new show. Look at that! What a good dude. Yeah, I appreciate the hell out of that. Um, Last I minute, do- quick fix, nice. Well, that's what we like. We like our shit quick, right? So big ups to him. Much, uh, much appreciated, Leroy Patterson. Leroy Patterson at human tack board. At human tack board. Check him out on YouTube. He has some videos that he has posted, and we are going to try to reach out to him. And I mean, he's on America's Got Talent. Well, I mean, even even a better reason for that. You know what Howard I mean? Howard Stern thought he was hilarious. The guys on Howard Stern booked that shit. Let's get that shit done. It's good stuff. Uh, I do want to say one other thing really quickly here before we leave. Um, a dear friend of mine who I've gotten to know over the last several months, uh, Trent Zaberry. He's with AAW. His girlfriend is a nurse in Chicago, and she's been working the front lines and trying to keep people safe and healthy, and God bless every single person in the industry in the healthcare. I mean, I can't imagine what you've seen, what you've gone through. Um, she unfortunately has recently contracted COVID-19, and her name is Nicole, and I've gone ahead and I've tweeted this out, and I've gotten so many great responses from people. Just want to thank everybody for going ahead and retweeting this and Sending out some shout outs to her to, to help pick her spirits up because her and, and not only just her, but a lot of people out there are doing everything they can to keep everybody healthy and safe. So please take time to say thank you to everyone who is out there, the nurses, the doctors, EMTs, anybody out there who is trying to make our lives a little easier. So, Nicole, we're thinking about you. We hope you get better quickly. Uh, a lot of people have uh, shared their support for you. So. Just want to let you know, we send our love and uh, our well wishes. Absolutely. Yeah, Trent Zaveri, who is with AAW and honestly, probably one of the nicest dudes. And I know that phrase gets used a lot, like, oh, one of the nicest people I've ever met. No, Trent legitimately is a nice dude. Like, I have had the chance to talk to him on the phone and we've texted back me. and forth. What's that? Never book me. <laughs> Never booked you. We're going to have to change that. No, we're, we don't. We're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to have to all go have a good time together I, in Chicago. I have to, after the story, I have to tell him no now, just on principle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got to keep the gimmick going, right? She's she's going to do great. She's going to do awesome. She can do it with him. She can kick COVID's ass. Ain't that the truth, man. That guy, that guy did well. Bury did the guy. Well. Don't, don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know who he is. I never met him. Oh, gosh. That being said, Hillside Mike, I met you in 2013. I said, oh, fuck. Oh god! Yep. All you have to do is say I've had thirty-seven concussions. Thirteen, so, 13. maybe fourteen. Oh. <laughs> and I, uh, I had visions of Mike Sharp late at night. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, don't, I don't know how many people could say they've done that. I don't think anyone can. No one can. I and am then fucking unique. All of a sudden, you decide, eh, fuck it. Get in a shower. <laughs> Get in a shower. <laughs> I don't know what, what? I do. I, like, at the point, I, was, I had nothing else. Well, I, I, I give you credit for at least trying to keep it going. You know what I mean? You could have just sat on the couch or did whatever, but no. You tried to keep busy. Even if it's 4 o'clock in the morning, you're, you're clean, but you want to be extra clean. So I appreciate oh, that. What the fuck? What am I going to do? Why not? All right, guys. That's going to do it. Hit us up on social media. I am at Mike Freeland. Mikey is at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. Let us know what you think about the show. We are going to be coming out with some uh, some new material that we're going to be putting out there. New material. Get it? New? Every, every Friday. Every Friday, the false we're finish. Be getting it. The false finish. Yes. Thursday. All right. Thursday, we should give them the help spot. <laughs> we'll work on that. Okay. One step at a time. Indeed. All right. For Mikey Whipwreck, I am Mike Freeland. Well, catch you next week. Stop. Stop.